This portion of the show is brought to you by Timberline Firearms and Training. This is the Jeff Orbit Show. All right, welcome everyone. New week. Happy to be here with you today. Angela starts off with me with a DC update titled on my list, DC Stuff. Stuff. <laughs> There's a lot of DC stuff this week. It's just stuff. Well, first of all, it's the week of the budget, so they have until this Friday mm-hmm. to come up with a budget, which by my calculations is four days from now. So once again, way to go, Congress. Doesn't look like they're anywhere close. Uh, I have been in communication with Congressman Eli Crane's office. We'll try to get him on this week and um, try to get Congressman Biggs on as well, especially as we get close to that deadline to see if we get to the big, fat, continuing resolution territory where they just push it off again for a couple more months. That would be my prediction. Yeah, (laughs) they're going to play shutdown politics. And then in the end, they'll come up with some kind of continuing resolution. And then, heck, before you know it, it's Thanksgiving, it's Christmas, then it's election time. So just keep pushing the budget out. So I don't have a lot I of hope, hope on this. that's not how it goes. But no, that's how it's going to go, though. Yeah, that's hope, probably hope what will hope happen. Good. Yeah. We do have some hopeful things, though, we'll get to here when it comes to home ownership, because you hear about how it's so impossible to buy a home and mm-hmm. can't buy a home anymore. I got a story out of Britain, actually, about this TikTok influencer, whatever the heck that is. Some would say not a real job, but she probably works. I guess it's hard yeah. TikToking, right? But she bought a home uh, and she celebrated that on TikTok and bought it mortgage free, right? Mm-hmm. Got ripped to shreds. It used to be we we would we would celebrate those successes. Yeah. Nowadays we want to kind of tear those successes down. But yeah. I got some examples in Northern Arizona where if you're struggling to get into a home, it's still possible. It's still mm-hmm. very possible. Mm-hmm. People do it every day. Uh, it is more challenging though. I mean, but hey, it'll be worth it. It takes some tough work, yeah. but it's definitely, yeah. definitely possible. If you can possible. figure out how to do it, it's, yeah. it's yeah. A good, definitely a good thing long term. Yeah. So we, I got some tips and some info and some numbers throughout northern Arizona that I'll share here in just a second. But we will start with our D.C. update because there's some interesting stuff going on. Not just D.C., but here in Arizona, uh, there, there's a name running for Congress that may surprise you. I'll give you those details in just a second. No coincidence here. This was not planned. Uh, sponsor, it, first sponsor of the week is Kelly Broadus with the Broadus Properties Group, brokered by EXP. She probably has some ideas. She comes on every two oh, weeks. she can get it done. Yeah, yeah she, she, she get it done. She knows what she's doing. She knows what she's doing, and she especially knows what she's doing when it comes to selling homes, although they, they have a buy side as well, but she often talks about the sell side and mm-hmm. how she's helped so many people out to get t- maximum top dollar for their home. A lot of cash offers out there, uh, like Lucas and Aaron, who they w- they moved out of state, needed to sell their property in parks. They heard about Kelly Broadus. Um, sh- she was able to, and her great team, land them a buyer in just a few weeks, sold it at just the perfect price. And Lucas and Aaron have, have moved on to their new home, um, new home state, really, with no strings attached. Uh, she's got a lot of stories like this. If you just Google Kelly Broadus, B-R-O-A-D-D-U-S, you'll see the great story success stories of selling home for top dollars selling homes for top dollars out there uh, give her a call she'll tell you what she can do for you and talk to you about uh, your home and she loves doing that she's got a, a strong passion for this stuff 888-446-5602 that's kelly brought us at 888-446-5602 or go to northern arizona you can also get the valuation of your home there click on the valuation tab it's a great handy little tool there again northern arizona finehomes.com 
Okay, first time I ever saw this guy, Jacob Chansley. Remember, remember, you mm-hmm. know that name, mm-hmm. aka the the well, we should say the former hey, QAnon. That's how you pronounce it, right? QAnon shaman. So he was the guy that was at these Trump rallies mm-hmm. for a long time with the horns, like the Viking the hood, stuff, the Nordic style thing. Stuff, yeah. yeah. And I saw him at a Trump rally down in Phoenix once. And I was like, what in the world is going on? I was like, it's so bizarre. Yeah. The guy gets up. He's got this just personality. He's all painted up. He's the Nordic horn guy, right? Yeah. As you know, he decided uh, and got swept up in the January 6th uh, and went into the Capitol. I think he was... Was he the one that went and sat in the um, speaker chair, or yeah, was he at Pel- Pelosi's of that, office? But he certainly couldn't remain anonymous because yeah, he's well known. He's, so he's wearing the horns <laughs> in there. Uh, it, it goes in anyway. He got sentenced eventually. Obviously, they tracked him down, and that, that crap's still going on. Yeah, There's still got people that it's, it's kind of sad, really. That they what happened to Speedy Child? I, I know what happened to Speedy Child. Yeah. Just and well, he he was pretty speedy, and I think that he let's see. He pled guilty, yeah, to a felony charge of obstructing an official proceeding in relation to the Capitol attack. This is from, oh, I think it's AZ Central. Uh, he, he was sentenced to 41 months, and he served a, a shorter period of time. He was out last March. Mm-hmm. And then he went to, like, this halfway house, and he's on whatever you call it, probation or whatever, yeah, right? Yeah, right. Okay, so he's still kind of under that process. But he has thrown his hat in the ring for Arizona's 8th Congressional District. Oh. So he's running for Congress here in Arizona. Um, he, this is, don't say that, don't say that. This is the seat that Debbie Lesko is currently occupying. I don't like to say it's Debbie Lesko's seat. Because right. it ain't yeah. their seat. And that's yeah. what we get called. It's in just that, the, that, that, yeah, that the seat that she used to have. And she's still right. there yeah. until, well, um, until she retires. Yeah, 2025. She is not rerunning for right. Re-election. Something about DC's hopeless or something, and she wants to spend time with her family. Yeah. That's what she said. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, I would. she has a bunch of grandkids. I'd want to spend time with family, too. And DC is pretty dang hopeless, right? So it'd be interesting. So he, he, he declared his candidacy over the weekend as a libertarian for Congress for Arizona's 8th congressional district. Libertarian, huh? Yeah, okay. so he's running as a libertarian. Uh, there's several other big names in this predominantly Republican-leaning district including uh, Blake Masters and, it's coming to me, Abraham, Abe Hamaday. Abe uh-huh. Hamaday. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. But he can serve. So Arizona law does, it doesn't allow felons to, to vote if you're still, like, in the process of clearing. You, you can get your vote voting rights back, right? Uh-huh. But he's still, like, in the halfway house. Okay. So he can't vote. But the U.S. Constitution does not prohibit someone from running. Oh, you know, interesting. If they have, if they okay. a, a, he can't vote for himself, but huh. he can run for to be in Congress. and. You know what? Why not nowadays? Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. I wonder how much traction he'll get, though. Uh, the libertarian candidates usually yeah. get a couple percent. Libertarian uh-huh. parties usually kind of a disaster. Yeah, I, I believe in a lot of the stuff they say, but it mm-hmm. just always seems to be that party is a disaster. They just can't get they the can't, momentum no. that other ones do. No. So there you go. So Chansley for Congress in Arizona. Um, we'll keep an eye on that. Maybe we'll get him on the show. I mean, why not? I want to get all these candidates on us. Yeah, uh, maybe. Um, I think I want to get all these candidates on. Sometimes I wonder if I do. After not. the new year. After the new year, yeah, yeah. We're going to have some 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 peaceful time coming up here pretty soon. Um, the presidential uh, election, the GOP side has thinned the herd yeah, I heard just about a little that. bit. Uh, Senator, Senator, right? Senator Tim Scott. Right, South Carolina. Is he still in there? Is he like... 
Senator um, or former senator? Because they keep calling themselves senator after their... Yeah, name. right. Well, when we go to break, look that up. Okay. Just so I, I can educate myself as, as, as much as possible. But he's out. He 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 came out surprising. Apparently, his staff was all like surprised about this. Like, whoa, where'd that come from? He just said something like, it's not his time. And I would, I would have to agree with that. Yeah, I, think I heard the quote yeah. on the radio yeah. earlier. And this is the second string team running, you know, against Trump, basically. Trump's going to be the nominee. Uh, there's a push to keep Trump off the ballot in several states, but there's no, these are these are just charges to this point. So mm-hmm. they, they don't even have standing to bring anything forward in court. You know, multiple states are talking about, hey, we got to take Trump off the ballot because of this, that, and the other thing. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing there yet. Right. I mean, they they're still litigating yeah, right. all, all this just, stuff, it's right? It's not final one way or the other yet. Yeah. But here's here's the reality. I mean, the alternative to Trump is either Haley or DeSantis. And I don't see I don't see either one of them getting out, I guess, after Iowa. And, you, you know, we're going to get into the new year here soon. Mm-hmm. And those um, primaries and caucuses start Iowa's like in January. Iowa's going to be real soon after yeah, the new year. Yeah, it's in January uh-huh. sometime, right? Yeah. So you all of a sudden you've got Iowa and New Hampshire and you start rolling. And before you know it, you're, till, you're, you're at Super Tuesday in March. Mm-hmm. And then Arizona is a week or two after Super Tuesday, I think. So I, I guess either Haley or DeSantis can, can get out at some point. But I think they'll probably stick in there thinking that there's a shot of being kind of the second second pick yeah, you know if, right. if it gets contested at a convention because of Trump's well, legal right, problems in the case or whatever that Trump runs into more legal trouble or yeah. something happens between now and then with his yeah, um, trials and stuff that you know we need to have someone else on the line to fill that in case Trump can't for some yeah. reason yeah because no one knows I mean it's still a few months away so you don't know don't know anything happened yeah aliens could come down yeah you know, when Trump comes out, all of a sudden he's like, I was abducted. His <laughs> poll numbers would probably go up at that point, right? right yeah. I swear I was abducted. Um, no, but I, I, look, I here's the thing. I don't want anyone to underestimate the number of Americans, though, that are going to choose Trump and stick with Trump mm-hmm. because they're so pissed off at the system and they want to kind of flip the bird to the, to the whole system. That's right. why I think you're seeing uh, RFK Jr. surge. And in the one poll, it's just one poll. We'll see where it goes. He's he's one of the highest independent running candidates in in U.S. history. There's mm-hmm. been some in the range, like Ross Perot and a few others over time, um, but not many have of a third party have, yeah, ha, have yeah. boosted. Well, that's jumped just a up poll. Like we'll him. see how the vote turns. Yeah, out. we'll see how the vote. But I, I think my point is, people are so frustrated, and they want they want they. How can I say this? They want to royally flip the system off because yeah. we see the corruption. We see how jacked up it's become. And you just kind of want to tear it apart right now, mm-hmm. right? Peacefully, yeah. peacefully. Yeah. You know, in this crazy era of you know, all the crap going on. Uh, but they want it, they want to take it down and, and, and get new, fresh stuff going on. There. Whether or not it happens, I don't know. And Trump, even though he's been in there, is still kind of looked at as that, that, alternative to the system and the ingrained system. And yeah. that's, that's what people yeah. want in a big way. Right. right. So, and, and I don't think Haley's that. There, I mean, hopefully he fulfills I what the so. people are asking I for this so. time. I hope so. And he, he has a shot, but who knows anymore, especially yeah. with third party candidates mixed in up with all this as well. Hey, by the way, I never threw out the email address. I'd love to hear from you. If you got a comment, uh, send that in. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. I promise you, uh, Olivia will screen, not screen through those. That's not the right word because we really read just 
everything we can, mm-hmm. but look through all those. We do read everything and we want to get those out there. So send in your comments. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. All right, another tie in here in Arizona, Representative Ruben Gallego. So he's member of the of the of the uh, of Congress of the House, right? And he's running for Senate. He's the I'd say kind of the presumptive Democrat nominee. Right. There's yeah. really no other names yeah. in this. So if I had to bet money on this thing, you'll see Ruben Gallego on the ballot for uh, U.S. Senate here in Arizona. And then the battle, of course, is going to be on on the Republican side, and then the Independent side. You you probably see Kirsten Sinema, yeah. an, another three way race, and declared yet declared anything right? Not okay. doing well in the polls for whatever those are worth. Um, but I I find it hard to believe she's not going to run. She's raised a bunch of money, keeps raising money. But I guess, mm-hmm. again, anything's possible. Again, you could see a three-way race yeah. in, in a battleground state here. How does that change up the dynamic even, you know, to president and to some of these congressional races? You know, does that help uh, uh, the horn guy? Yeah, I, who knows? <laughs> who knows? <laughs> so anyway, Ruben Gallego, this is an article from, uh, again, AZ Central, sees crisis, quote-unquote, quote crisis as border crossing surge. GOP says, yeah, GOP says he's playing politics to finish out the headline. It's like now this is a guy that typical politician. He's welcome to come on the show, but this is a typical DC politician in 2018. This guy's been around a while, right? Mm -hmm. So he's been, he's been playing this game. He's had, when, when was this? 2018, 19, 20, 21, 22. I'm counting my fingers. 23, almost, almost six years ago. Right. Mm -hmm. Almost six years ago, this guy was uh, saying this about Trump's plan for the border. Quote, I will gladly work with the president when he his ideas aren't stupid and detrimental to the United States. Talking about border security, border wall, all that. Right. Uh, He said this on a CNN interview. Unfortunately, this is uh, this is what this plan is. Referring to Trump's border plan. Right. Referring to Trump as stupid. Yeah, as stupid. And remember, Trump's. One of his big things while running was we're going to build the big, beautiful wall and we're going to have Mexico yeah. pay for it and all that. Yeah. Now, he did make a lot of headway on that wall. And, mm-hmm. and that wall, the metal, the, the materials actually has been is being auctioned off by the Biden administration. So they're like, to hell with this. We don't need a wall. We just need more people come into the country illegally. So here you got Gallego. What is he? He's like the Tucson politician. Uh-huh. So Tucson politics. I can't remember which district that is down there. But it is it it was in 2018, very 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 heavily Democrat leaning as far as the way the lines are drawn up. Mm-hmm. Uh, last election they redrew the lines, and now you've got Congressman Juan Suscamani. He's the guy that yeah. sends me the emails that mentions his name or his staff does fifty three times yeah. per email. We get it. You're a congressman. <laughs> but anyway, Congressman Juan Siscomani as a Republican ran it, but it was a very close it race. It was tight, right. Yeah, and this is a very dead, this is one of those competitive toss-up districts now. So I guess he's got to put his name in those emails 53 times to remind us who he is, right? <laughs> so he just barely won that. But back in the day, back in 2018, Representative Gallego, he was catering to a very leftist, two sons, very leftist uh, electorate. Mm-hmm. So back then, I guess... You know, picking on Trump, who was making a big point and a successful point that the border is a crisis and that we have immig- an, right. an illegal immigration yeah. invasion, that was cool back then. And now, all of a sudden, when he wants to be senator for the whole state and he can't play the Tucson politics, which is being the furthest left guy in our delegation, uh-huh. right? right? Now, all now of a sudden, it's a crisis. now it's a crisis. Yeah. Now it's a crisis, right? 
Unbelievable. Where do these people is. come yeah, from? I, Who that, buys this crap from these people? It happens every time, every though. Time. It's so sickening. It, it's just the same story again and again. Yeah. Same story, broken record, over and over and over again. So I would love to get Ruben Gallego on the program. No promises there. Uh, but if we get him on, I'll ask him, well, what's changed? Is it the fact yeah, that from people... in the last five, six years. Yeah, what's changed, You went from Ruben? saying Trump was stupid, yes. his policy was stupid. So we got a To crisis. now we have a crisis. Yeah. Well, maybe that's because you've been, for the last two, three years, Biden has been just letting anyone in. Yeah, and it was happening before well, that too, though, right, to a lesser it, degree under I mean, Trump. I they but, haven't been deporting them and yeah. haven't been turning them around. And Yeah, I'm going to call bunk on this, Gallego. Yeah. Uh, absolute bunk on what you're saying because your history does not uh, show a record of giving a crap Yeah, well, someone needs border. to point that out, which you are doing well, yeah, right now. I'm happy to do it. Uh, I will do it to his face if he comes in. pointing that out. I mean, whoever's running against him at this point that's yeah. declared so yeah i'll do it to his face if he comes in or over through the to, to the face of the phone when i'm talking to him yeah you know i mean it, these people need to be called out in this stuff so i was reading a thing on um you know the a lot of the border problem starts in central america or south america yeah somehow people get there from africa asia wherever that's amazing and they just filter on up right so el salvador has been trying to curb that uh, immigration issue and Nicaragua is right next door, mm-hmm. right? And Nicaragua has a really lax visa entry and everything. So there's kind of like everyone's trying to get to Nicaragua that's mm. com- trying to come in to the U.S. So they fly, a lot of times they might connect in El Salvador and then fly to Nicaragua after that. So El Salvador has been tacking on like over $1,100 fees. Oh. And anyone heading... To Nicaragua. To Nicaragua. I think, I mean, that's the way I, it wasn't really detailed on who's getting the fee, but it's like from 57 different countries, they're charging a fee um, on a certain airline that Yeah, the, the ones that there. have probably been playing the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. That's interesting. Little El Salvador, if you have that on your multi-prong trip. calling it an airport improvement show. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they are. Is, something like yeah, that. But, they, at least, but really, it's a way to... It's funny, El Salvador is yeah. actually trying. Let me tell you about yeah. that in just a second and, and talk a little more D.C. politics before we get to some real estate stuff. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Uh, if I do get that interview with uh, Gallego to talk about his now um, strong stance on the border... Uh, probably do it on a phone that I bought and got a refurbished phone from Just Wireless. They have a great line of refurbished phones. New to you, right? You don't have to go out and buy an expensive new smartphone. You can go to Just Wireless, get a great refurbished phone. Uh, it's good for saving money. It's good for the environment. Plus, if you got an existing smartphone, it's got a cracked screen, maybe charging problems, charging port problems, battery problems, uh, just about anything. Just Wireless can fix that for you. Take it on by uh, right there on Milton Avenue in Flagstaff. Easy to find as you come off I-17. So if you're coming from Verde Valley or really anywhere in northern Arizona, it's well worth the trip. Do some other shopping, this and that. Go get some pizza at Namarco's or something while you're waiting for your phone to get fixed at Just Wireless. Get more information at JustWirelessAZ.com. That's JustWirelessAZ.com. Back in a minute. Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up The Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. You're listening to The Jeff Orbit Show. 
I saw that video Owen was showing us of uh, the deer jumping over oh, the highway. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I thought about uh, what if that hits your windshield? Yeah. Well, you, uh, yeah. I don't know if you can get a chip repair oh, for it that. Happens, yeah. It happens. All, we had that happen once. It didn't hit the windshield. But uh, look, Diamond Auto Glass and Flagstaff on 4th Street can take care of, uh, I wouldn't want to say deer strikes or anything. But yeah, but really. You need a new windshield. You need a new windshield. Yeah. They're going to take care of that. Uh, if you get a, a normal chip. Not talking like deer size in your windshield. Poor deer. It sucks when that happens. I know. You know, they're just trying to cross the street. Especially and, when, and then they do it in slow motion. And yeah, and, like, like, and then rewind. It's like, oh, yeah. no. I hit one in somewhere in oh, the upper like, Midwest. And like time stood still visions. when I was like, the deer ran out. It stopped. Its eyes looked at me and then boom. And it's like, <laughs> oh, no. Anyway, uh, Diamond Auto Glass on 4th Street, they can help you out. Rock ships, get that repaired. New windshields, they got the technology to take care of everything, get those cameras lined up. They do an excellent job. Give them a call. Diamond Auto Glass, 928-779-4140. 928-779-4140. Or go to thedifferenceisclear.com. DC related one for now because it's going to get heavy in the towards the end of the week with this budget issue and the shutdown politics. I guess they caught that guy that um, uh, senator, former senator here in Arizona, Martha McSally, said um, assaulted her mm-hmm. in Iowa. She was running. Guy yeah, came I up, grabbed her, yeah. and he's hiding in the bushes. She like she chased him down. You know, it's like after she kicked him off and stuff uh-huh. and um so apparently they caught this guy but it's crazy the broad daylight I mean, this crap people out there yeah, it's just wackadoodles everywhere El- back to el salvador real quick though because tiny little country that's had tons of economic problems and all kinds of issues mm-hmm. um they're the ones that went to bitcoin as one one of their currency i think they use the u.s dollar or bitcoin yeah they're like the only one so mm-hmm. maybe with what you're saying about the immigration issues and all that because who would think like oh, i'm going to el salvador that's yeah. the country. I mean, very troubled country, but maybe they're turning turning the page a little bit. Maybe they've hit so many problems and they're like, okay, we got to fix this. Well, they're we getting gotta... a lot of pressure from the U.S. I mean, all those countries are. Yeah, to, yeah. it's probably money like changing. Like, you've got to get some of this immigration this. under yeah. under control. Yeah. So they're trying to come up with like, okay, well, maybe we'll just charge people and then they won't they won't do it, I guess. I, I don't know what their rationale is, but that seems logical to me that, that that's what they're doing. There's another country uh, south of that in South America, Argentina, who's had trouble forever uh, devaluing their currency and just like massive inflation. Mm -hmm. Their inflation numbers just are are crazy. Um, They're having a runoff right now. I'm going to keep an eye on this. I can't remember the guy's name offhand, but he's more of a libertarian, like anarcho-capitalist type guy uh-huh. who was doing really well. And there's a possibility this guy could win. And he wants to go in there and kind of like torch the whole system himself politically. Uh-huh. Um, so it'd be interesting. Maybe some of these countries that are perpetually like screwed up are finally like, okay, this ain't working. The socialism thing isn't working. They, it seems like that happens, but then they go back in their ways. Yeah. Like Poland yeah. has been really good for a long time. Poland uh, got a real big capitalist guy in there and, you know, free market guy and things have been going really well, but I think they just voted back in a leftist. So it just kind of the pendulum just continually yeah. shifts, but it always seems to shift more towards leftism gets two steps, three steps forward, and then they have to take one back. Capitalism I, yeah. takes, you know, one step forward and then two it's steps back. It seems like yeah. we're losing ground on We've that. We've talked about that with big cities. Why do the big cities always levitate or gravitate towards, um, you know, leftism? Mm-hmm. I don't know. More people you get, I guess. 
I don't know. Your thoughts, folks. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Let's talk some real estate things. And I think some positive um, in in all of the, the negative out there. Uh, so we'll get to that. Uh, zero res of Northern Arizona. Speaking of if you've got a home or rent a home or rent an apartment or have an RV even, you can get your the fabric, the carpet, all that clean by Zero Res of Northern Arizona. They've got a great system that uh, it doesn't leave that hard, crusty, you know, you're walking From on. The it's chemicals like, Yeah, and walking stuff, on yeah. pins and needles. Look, you can get three rooms of carpet cleaned at ZeroResNorthernArizona.com right now for $138. Bucks. Uh, it's a kind of a good uh, maybe th- Thanksgiving present, present right? Yeah, Say, right? hey, let's get this. I can have someone come in. Yeah, I mean, that's not get a bad place, deal. Uh, get it all spick and span span yeah. for the family. Maybe for Christmas coming up too. Three rooms of carpet, like I said, 138 bucks. Uh, also, deep cleaning of tie-on grout starting at $69 a room. Could be more if you have a room that's like 100 feet by 100 feet, you <laughs> yeah. know, so give them a call. I mean, think the average size rooms, mm-hmm. 69 bucks or so. Uh, here's a number for ZeroResNorthernArizona.com, 928-378-8888. That's 928-378-8888. Back in a minute. Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up the Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. Listening to the Jeff Orovitz Show. This is the Jeff Orovitz Show. All right, Angela's here with me. Your comments, talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Always welcome. Yeah, I think there's a real disconnect from how the actual markets work when it comes to so many things with the economy. Real estate's a big one. And I told you earlier about this TikTok influencer. Which is just to me sounds like, I guess. I mean, I guess everybody's it's a trying. Thing, it's a I thing mean, and yeah. making money off yeah, of it. Yeah, people are making gobs of money on that. I mean, it's probably few and far between. A lot yeah. of people, it's like the pro sports or something that everyone's like, oh, I'd like to do that, you know. But really, it's a very small percentage that that actually make it, make, make it, make and, are it good and enough. make good money yeah. and, it's and one, do it long enough to you know really kind of. Build their future. Yeah, build stuff. their future. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like the people who are not moving from the crappy D or C rated school because they have a football team and, you know, you're playing mm-hmm. in this kind of, you know, somewhat competitive and you're like, my kid's just the greatest. Yeah, until they get to the college, until they get to the NFL. Yeah. Yeah, if they were yeah. ever, the odds are so low. Exactly. Um, but yeah, yeah, some people are influencers it and they, they strike it. It's yeah. just the, so this girl's. The, actual number yeah, actual, that happens it's to, like yeah. a gambler you know they always you always hear about the winnings but you don't hear about the 30 yeah. times they went to vegas <laughs> yeah. and lost right um but no it's 21 year old tick tocker is that a word tick tocker we'll know. go with that if, sure. if it isn't i just coined sure. that I sounds good get something out of that. um her name is katie lee bailey she's a british per- girl um, so I did watch your video and I got annoyed after a few minutes. Honestly. <laughs> Anytime she's watching something with, uh, what, like what the crown or this or that. Oh, and they're all speaking. Oh, the and stuff. I was like, oh, oh, I yeah. can't, I can take like one or two of them. But when they all start talking in a, in a jumble, I'm like, oh, my ears are, are starting to hurt. It depends on who the actor is. Yeah, Sometimes I need the subtitles because she it, was, a little, otherwise I have to 
concentrate too much. Yeah, well, Kaylee Bailey was a little thick, but um, she was she started TikToking or became a TikToker at the age of like sixteen, uh-huh. right? And then the she said that when lockdown happened, you know, the, the crazy, the politicians that all locked everybody down, especially and, there, and, and especially there. And remember, what was that guy Boris uh, uh, Johnson that was out partying and stuff yeah, while it was all happening? Of course, of course, yeah. of course you they know? all did. Yeah, no okay, recourse for any of, of that. A lot of them. Most of them did. Yeah, a bunch of hypocrites. Anyway, so when she was um, TikToking from lockdown, she she hit it big, and mm-hmm. people started really following her. And uh, it's done quite well, 21 years old. So the other day, she posted a video on TikTok to celebrate the fact that she is now a homeowner and that she's mortgage-free. She, on the post, it says, mortgage-free and homeowner at 21, baby. Mm-hmm. She got roasted roasted because everyone's like, I can't afford this and I can't afford rent and you're bragging and blah, 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 well, blah, 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 blah. The blah, funny blah. thing is that those people they're that were for her, it. they're the ones that are watching her on TikTok and yeah. making her rich. What do you think it is? It's the views. Even if you didn't buy anything directly from her, no, it's, it's those the views. views. It's the yeah. commercials and the amount of views yeah. she has. Yeah. So absolutely. And, and after a while, she's like, okay, all right. I get some people don't like this, you know, and she, she kind of went on there and said, come on. Yeah. You know, and I hate this because there's this attitude. Maybe it's there's always a stigma sometimes with, with doing success. Well. Yeah. yeah. And people want to tear you down. Yeah. People want to tear you down. And a lot of people who make it, especially at 21, if you have a, if you're mortgage free, I mean, wow, that is an amazing accomplishment. Well, and it right? sounds like she's got her head on, right? Yeah. I don't know who she is, but I mean, a lot of people might blow that money oh she didn't snort it up her nose or something at the i mean when you that's what it should be celebrated is the fact that she did something smart with the money and not waste it when you have grand success at a young age and back to athletes a lot of athletes they can't take it they get that huge contract it is very rare that they don't blow it child stars anybody who gets it all at once who really i I don't want to say didn't earn it but earned it in a super fast fashion Mm -hmm. it, it is more times than not, not a good thing. They don't know thing. how to handle it. Don't have, yeah. and they're partying and they're yeah. this and that. And um, here's this girl who must have a head on. You know, I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I don't know anything about her. I just, Me just neither. I never heard of her. She, but, may, she yeah. may be spouting crazy stuff on TikTok, but people are buying it and she's been able to parlay that into home ownership right. and success. And, no, and just what people absolutely should say people is apart. good for her. She's yeah. done well for herself yeah, so good. far. How do I do that? Her, the rest of her life yeah. continues that way yeah but yeah i mean instead of tearing her down yeah it becomes different to become a tiktok influencer and you know um in your early 20s and you know all of a sudden it's not as cute anymore at some point but uh-huh, right. hopefully she's um planning for that just like an athlete has a certain window of opportunity and you better take advantage of yeah, that and then right. you know it, then it's over yeah or so you're gonna be doing something else anyway so I, I just started thinking about because everybody i hear from people can't own Real estate in northern Arizona, it's become too expensive. Um, and I, I would agree. I mean, it's it's hard it when you median price in Flagstaff is what Kelly brought us to, $770,000, $780,000. Mm-hmm. But it's still definitely possible. When we bought our first home, it was it was hell to come up with 10%. Now you can do it for less. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were paying 7% interest. Now you're paying 8 yeah. Okay, the good old days of 3 and 4% are gone. But suck it up. Yeah. It's seven percent. And here's the reality. You can do it. You can you might not be able to do it in Flagstaff anymore. But when we bought our first house, we couldn't have gone to New York City or San Francisco or Paradise Valley down in, in, in the Phoenix area, right? Mm-hmm. We couldn't have started. We in bought those ours spots outside either. of town too. Yeah. It was yeah. in the greater Flagstaff area, but it was still it wasn't in the city. 
Yeah. So I did a little bit of research just so, you know, if you're, if you're thinking, Hey, I want to buy a home and I'd like to be like this girl in Britain and maybe you're not going to be mortgage free, which is fine, Mm -hmm. but you can save up and it's going to take longer than it used to. It certainly is because home prices are, like I said, 780 in Flagstaff, but I found something in Flagstaff for 400. It might be a condo or a townhome. Um, so you're going to have to probably come up in, in that scenario, probably 40 or $50,000 in cash. And that Mm -hmm. sounds, if you're not, if if you don't have the money right now, it sounds totally unattainable. Mm -hmm. It may take a few years to save for that. It may take cutting everything you're doing, you know, every little extra cup of coffee, every subscription and, you know, this Mm -hmm. and that, and probably instead of working 40 hours a week, be 60 hours, 70 hours. It's going to suck. I don't want to diminish that because we went through it. Yeah. It was hard. Yeah. We were a young married couple for a long time with nothing in the bank. And yeah, less I mean, than we didn't get negative stuff handed to us, so yeah, it was negative, you know, we didn't negative have that to <laughs> yeah. fall back. I mean, we had a supportive family, yeah, but yeah, of course, um, we still did it on our own, and we had a family that that just that pushed home ownership yeah. too. It was like mm-hmm. this was important in in both of our families. You know, you get, get a home, get a home. Okay, Flagstaff may not be possible anymore, but I, I did a little of other research. Uh, Williams, for example, and the Verde Valley. So we're talking places like Rimrock. Um, Camp Verde, mm-hmm. Cottonwood, um, Williams area, like I said, is, is another area. I found little homes like two bedroom, one bath, 250-ish. It's possible. Right. They yeah. may not come up every day. But they're not, they're not pending. There's still a couple of them for yeah, sale. Yeah, and even if it's kind of dumpy, <clears throat> you, yeah, you, you just... Yeah, you it up. It's easy. You, you suck it's it up easy, for a little while, and you know, little at a time, yeah. you, you change that over, and, and then it's not so dumpy anymore. As long as, you know, get if you're not familiar with structure and things like that, that's where a home yeah. inspector can come in mm-hmm. and help you out. Like, I can look at this stuff. See, this, this foundation's crap. This mm-hmm. thing's going to fall down. I, I know homes like... It's, I know it too well, well too <laughs> but if you, people, most people don't, you get a home inspector, you spend a few hundred bucks and make sure the place yeah. is structurally people, sound. Um, rely on the curb appeal and that's yeah, it. That's, that's And garbage. they think, well, I don't like the color of that well, or I, um, I don't like the grass in the yard or whatever. It's kind of stuff that's not as hard to f- to fix and change if you wanted to. Yeah. Or when yeah. I pull up to a house and look for it, and traditionally, if there's a an empty toilet in the front yard and five windows broken and it's painted pink, I'm like, yeah, boy, yeah, baby, let's go. <laughs> Most people will keep driving. Oh no, I'm like, let me see if this, let me see if the bones of this thing is is right. is, is good, structurally yeah. sound. I'm like, perfect, because most people don't look at it. The most annoying thing I ever hear is, oh, I don't like the paint color. Go spend a hundred bucks. And yeah. repaint it. Yeah. It's quite easy. Exactly. Flooring yeah. nowadays is almost idiot proof. You can rip out the carpet and put that floating flooring down. Mm-hmm. You get it pretty cheap. Uh, this can all be done. And you can go on YouTube or Rumble or something and you can watch Learn videos on this stuff. But I just want to, I just, because we, we, we hit on so many negative things all the time and because there is so much negative going on. But the one thing I can tell you, and yeah, you can also lose in real estate. You could buy it at 250. It might be 125 in a couple of years. But mm-hmm. my, experience has been that over time it just goes up because of inflation and it's a, it's a good yeah. hedge and Even you got if it goes down temporarily yeah, it then will don't move. if you're not going to be moving um you're going to be paying rent to somebody right you pay it to the 
And that to, does to the you landlord no good or, or pay to the bank and pay down the, the you know the mortgage yeah. over time. But yeah, I found places for two fifty in, in certain areas. You're gonna be if you're working in Flagstaff, you're gonna be thirty, forty, maybe even fifty minutes outside of Flagstaff. Or maybe you can work remotely, things like that. I'm just saying it's definitely possible in a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar home, if you were able to save over a couple of years twenty five thousand dollars, the payment's sixteen fifty. Most people are paying that or more for, for rent, rent now. Right. So for a two bedroom. Yeah. Winslow. Okay, maybe that's not your retirement dream, like right. living in Winslow. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of cute little houses down there. I found a two bedroom there for one hundred fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. Okay, you got to drive forty. What is it? Forty minutes, fifty minutes. Maybe to Flagstaff. To the side, but yeah. there's also jobs out there. Yeah. And then you live there for a few years, and then you move to Flagstaff. Right. You know, after you get some equity, sweat equity. Here's another one that I've done over time: is you find that two bedroom and you figure out from the city or the town or whatever what the lot lines are and the setbacks are that hey i can add another room you know add another Uh i love the and again check with your town or city because sometimes they get funny on this stuff or if there's an hoa but a lot of times oh i I love the garage conversion you know all of a sudden you've got a third bedroom or carport i mean there's so many ways to increase the value through sweat equity so i i just i want people to look at that and especially if they're like really down on on the market out there or if you're in a place right now you're like this place is junk and i want to move to something else man a little bit of paint you know a little bit of flooring things like that yeah so anyway just thought i wanted to point that out because you saw i saw this tiktoker and i'm like yeah, here's someone getting ripped down who's successful. So I, I, I know people can still do it mm-hmm. despite uh, the roadblocks and the hurdles that these politicians put up. Yeah, the, you know? um, the, the home buyer in the last year or so, the average salary of a typical home buyer yeah. has risen like $20,000. So I think it was in the 88,000 range or so, mm-hmm. and it's up over 100 now. Interesting. Close to 110. Yeah. At, like an average salary. So that presents a problem for a lot because the average salary in America is less than that. I, I ain't saying it's easy. Yeah, I know. I'm just, um, yeah. It, it's just, I know it's possible yeah, still. Yeah. And it just takes a lot of work. But just and so anything, people out there know kind of what you need to make yeah. um, to, to, qualify to, to qualify for some yeah. of these. Yeah. Well, that's, but another problem we have in society and we're getting tight on time, we could spend two hours on this topic, is there is a lot of people that aren't getting married anymore. Mm-hmm. So instead of, you know, the, you, you don't have, have the two income, income you don't have yeah. or one person contributing here and another person contributing there. Uh-huh. And so we've lost that too. So it's, yeah, it's going to be a hell of a lot harder to buy it on your own mm-hmm. with one income and nobody helping you paint and stuff yeah. like that. Love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. If you do get that home, if you're in one right now and your blinds look like they're from 1972 when people are smoking in their homes still and there's like a yellow film and you got shag carpet. Well, I can't help you with the shag carpets, uh, but I can help you hide that from your neighbors seeing it by getting a great new set of blinds, shutters, or shades from my friends at the Blind Brothers. Give them a call right now, 928-634-2423. Great customer service, a northern Arizona and central Arizona company that can hit you anywhere throughout the whole area and get you great new blind shutters. Or shades. Great Christmas present coming up. A nice gift certificate, uh, gift card. Say, hey, you know, look what I got you, honey. Brand new blind shutters or hey, shades. That might right. be the perfect gift for I, someone out there. It may very well be. 928-634-2423. 928-634-2423. Or go to theblindbrothers.com. Back in a minute.
for listening to the podcast. Please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up The Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. This is The Jeff Orbit Show. Another strategy for buying a home, you just wait for the government to fix it. Some well, people are doing that. that. Yeah, there's, always, there's this new program in Arizona. What's the name of this thing? It's called, well, <laughs> somebody paid somebody for this. It's called HOME, H-O-M-E, which, which, which stands for Home Ownership Means Equity. What? Equity, like equity, is, are they talking a different kind of equity than I yeah, think see, of? No one ever knows anymore. Yeah, yeah, they'd be cute. What the word equity, how it's uh, defined in that context. Because <laughs> yeah, it's, here's a USA Today headline. It's tougher for all first time buyers to get into a home of their own now due to higher prices. I would add an insert there because of the insane, stupid policies of yeah. the government, $9 trillion in, in, in printing money, and you, I could go down the list. Anyway, interest rates and low supply. Again, interest rates is artificially set by the government, mm-hmm. and they drove them down to 2 point something percent, so everybody jacked up prices by buying a bunch of homes, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the headline there. Uh, how will they bring homeownership equity to Latinos? They're, they're, how are they going to do that? They're going to throw $100 million at yeah, it. That, how, $100 million how, yeah, that's at the, it. the only solution ever. Yeah. So they have this new home program, which is geared towards Latinos to sprinkle around a bunch of money, probably into the hands of these third-party nonprofits who are then going to re-sprinkle around, and then they'll sprinkle it and sprinkle it. And by the time it gets down to anybody, it'll be absolutely worthless. They picked five metro areas chosen for this home ownership equity program. Uh, one of them happens to be the Phoenix metro area. I don't know what the other five were, but I would guess that Phoenix was picked because um, it's a swing state and they've got to buy votes. It might be right. Uh, I mean, that's probably the other five. I mean, the other four they are probably just in, randomly pick yeah, these places. It's like, oh, let's just pick Phoenix. Yeah, so yeah, there's a reason. So yeah, yeah. If you're waiting for the government to help, don't because it, it's just it's just going to be a disaster. They'll take a picture, a pretty picture of the one yeah. successful. Person. It's like the one TikToker who's successful, or, yeah, exactly. or athlete, or the person gambling. But in the meantime, there's carnage on the rest of the population from these stupid programs they come up with. All right, a lot more to come. Angela's taking off. Have fun. Bye. See you later. Be back in a few minutes. Take care. Well, don't go. We'll be back. This portion of the show is brought to you by Just Wireless. Get more info by going to JustWirelessAZ.com. This is the Jeff Orvid Show. All right, welcome back. Hour two of the show. Uh, stick around in just a little bit. Going to get to some of your comments. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. I expect Olivia to stroll in and be ready for that. In just a second, we're also going to talk about this FCC thing that I brought up last week. 
the thing that just won't die, the net neutrality issue. Plus, we'll get into shutdown politics with Phil Kirpin uh, of American Commitments. Before I do that, though, remember, it's very expensive to replace your entire roof. I've done a couple of these roofs over the past year. Uh, you can probably extend the life of your roof by about six years, but you got to call Dave at Fresh Roof of Northern Arizona dot com to get at, get them out there get an estimate check out your existing roof might be able to extend the life with their coating system uh, and it's also about 90 percent less than getting a brand new roof like i said I, I had to do that this past year call up dave licensed and experienced home inspector 928-301-9404 that's 928-301-9404 or go to fresh roof of naz.com that's fresh roof of naz.com all right, uh, joining us, returning to the program, is Phil Kirpin, who is the president of American Commitment and the Committee to Unleash Prosperity, AmericanCommitment.org. Hey, hey, Phil, how you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? Shut down politics week. Um, I'm expecting to, and i got a couple members of Congress coming on later in the week, but I'm expecting the same old games probably to be played this week, even with the new speaker. What do you, what do you think is coming? Yeah, I think uh, what's it been a month since the last time they almost shut down. Uh, we'll see what happens. I think that um, you know it, it increasingly looks likely that the best outcome we're going to get from a fiscal conservative standpoint is that they end up doing a full year continuing resolution and they take the one percent automatic cut that uh, Congressman Massey got built into the debt ceiling bill. Uh, of course, that one percent could easily be wiped out and then some if they do a uh, Supplemental, an emergency bill that has all kinds of domestic stuff lodged on top of uh, you know the foreign spending and so forth. So uh, it's not a great environment. It's, in, it's going to be a big challenge to see if the speaker can get uh, a rule through, which requires uh, probably almost all the Republicans. And then uh, I'm not sure how much his sort of splitting the dates that uh, the various appropriations bills are going to come due again is really going to change the dynamics going forward. So I suspect more likely than not, uh, we either get a shutdown or we end up uh, you know, getting the 1% thing, and uh, that, that might be all that this current Congress will bear. Yeah, and, you know, the 1% thing, I mean, I've had on two of the members who pushed to get rid of um, – the, the past speaker, and that's that's Congressman Andy Biggs and Congressman Eli Crane, and I think I'm expecting both of them later this week as well, Phil. And um, one of the things I've talked about with them is the fact that even with the 1% cut, we're basing it off of, like, COVID numbers. I mean, we're not going back in time to where the budget was $4 trillion, $4.2 trillion. We're, we're basing it off of even higher bloated amounts, and 1% is still, I guess we, we take 1%, but I expect better, I guess, is, is where I'm getting at, Phil. Yeah, it's a really good point. I mean, we had a massive run-up in federal spending in the last few years, and, uh, you know, we're now running, We're you know, the deficit's going to be something like $2 trillion yeah. for the fiscal year that just ended, and, uh, you know, I, I you know, the, the, the federal budget would be balanced if we cut spending to 2019 levels, so, you know, they aren't going to do that, but, you know, I don't recall that as some year of great hardship and adversity without an austere federal budget. Uh, but things have gotten so out of control since then that, you know, we've got these massive deficits. And, of course, um, you know, they don't pay for government spending anymore by raising taxes uh, because kind of all the politicians of both parties have figured out that's not a popular thing to do. So 
they essentially have the Fed print the money, and then we all we all pay for it uh, through inflation. And then you know the reaction from the Fed is to raise interest rates, and then you know, people can't buy homes. And so you know we've just been through a pretty brutal cycle of this. And you would think that there would be kind of a lesson learned, and they would get serious about cutting spending. But it looks like the best we might get is kind of a breather from the spending increases, uh, if we can even get that, uh, but not not meaningful reduction. Yeah, I never thought I back in 2019 when I was ranting and raving, and I've been ranting and raving about this for a long time, as I'm sure you have as well, Phil. I never thought I'd, I'd be sitting in 2023 going into 24 thinking, I just, just, just go back to 2019. <laughs> you know, it's our spending right. levels. It's like, I'll settle for that. It's like, it's like the conservative and the fiscal conservatives, uh, we're always just kind of taking multiple steps backwards. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because, uh, you know, we had about $6 trillion in sort of COVID-related spending. Most of it actually didn't have much to do with COVID, but spending for which COVID was used as the excuse. And uh, about 90% of it was printed money, which is why we had the huge inflation episode that we had. And, of course, a lot of that money started rolling off. And Biden said, I'm the greatest deficit reducer in world history. And, uh, and But then a funny thing happened. Deficits started rising again very rapidly, uh, which uh, really should not have happened. And uh, it's a disgrace in many ways that that happened. Uh, and, and, you know, I think that the a lot of Republicans have the right impulse, which is, hey, we control the House now. We've got to turn a U-turn on this stuff. But uh, unfortunately, you know, when the Democrats still have the Senate in the White House, that's easier said than done. And I, we've seen sort of a, an almost total unwillingness to have real negotiations. And, uh, you know, that's why we've made very little progress. Yeah. And, and but, but at the end of the day, if we get the 1% cut, and they don't, you know, wipe it away with a, with a bunch of crazy domestic spending in a, you know, in an emergency supplemental bill. At least we can say we put the pause on galloping out of control federal spending, which is better than the alternative. Remember, if we'd had the pause a few years ago, we wouldn't be running deficits now. And so it's better to, point, I think, uh, put, put the brake on uh, than to let it keep galloping ahead. Yeah, good point. And we're talking with Phil Kirpin uh, with American Commitment, AmericanCommitment.org. Uh, unfortunately, though, these supplementals will probably happen because it is an election year, so they're all going to try to buy votes uh, coming up would be my guess. But we'll see. We'll see. You never know. Um, stranger things have happened. Um, Phil, let me ask you about the FCC thing. They Was there five, five members of that uh, commission or committee? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Three Democrats, two Republicans, if memory serves me correct. And this, this net neutrality, neutrality issue, you've been pounding on this really hard. This keeps coming back up. What, let's start off with what is net neutrality? Just 30,000 foot here. Well, you know, originally it was the idea that your phone or your cable company shouldn't like block what websites you can go to and uh, redirect your traffic to their favorite sites and that kind of thing. Uh, but considering no companies ever wanted to do that or tried to do that, uh, that became sort of more an excuse than a real issue many years ago, <laughs> you know, at least a decade ago. And when instead it's become kind of a slogan that the left uses to push for public utility style regulation of the Internet, where the FCC is kind of uh, the cop on the beat to decide what business models are allowed and how much they can charge and kind of every other aspect of uh, the Internet services that are sold by phone and cable companies. And uh, this was kind of rejected from the kind of the beginning of the commercialization of the internet. Going back to the Clinton administration, they said, we're not going to do that. This technology is 
could be very interesting. We're going to leave it alone and see what happens. And that was actually maybe the smartest thing government has ever done. Uh, the restraint that they exercised in that in in that regard, and then of course a few years later, cable modem came and they did the same thing. And we've had this incredibly productive competition in the United States that really hasn't happened anywhere else in the world between the phone and the cable company. We've had almost entirely private investment that's built out the internet, and kind of the competition between the two has driven speeds higher and uh, you know added new services and so forth. Uh, this was disrupted in the Obama administration for two years. They did impose these regulations and. We saw, as expected, a pretty substantial decrease in investment from the trend line during those two years. And what the Trump FCC did under a GPI is they say, you know, we're going to repeal the uh, Obama rules and go back to the way it always was. We're going to let this be kind of an unregulated uh, private market situation. And the Democrats lost their minds. They said this is going to be the end of the world. They said literally people are going to be dead bodies in the streets because they won't be able to access suicide support resources. And the Internet's going to stop working and it's going to load one word at a time. And it's going to be, you know, dogs and cats living together. It's going to be Armageddon. It was the every insane over the top prediction you've ever heard. And that was seven years ago. And Jeff, literally zero of those adverse things they predicted happened. Not one in any way. They can't point to a single incident of anything negative that happened. And in fact, it's been an overwhelming deregulatory success story because private investment started zooming back up. It snapped back to the original pre-regulation trend line. Speeds more than tripled. And it's about the only thing in the economy that hasn't gotten more expensive. In fact, in a lot of places, prices have actually come down um, in, a, in the years after that regulation was repealed. And so any normal person would say, wow, we were totally wrong about that. That actually was a good deregulatory success. Let's leave it alone. Uh, but the Democrats at the FCC are not normal people. They are <laughs> ideologues who are politically motivated, and therefore they have voted on a proposed item to bring back the uh, Obama public utility style regulation. And uh, they actually, this is the thing that I found most chilling, uh, Jeff, in their proposed rule, they said, you know, it doesn't, this is a paraphrase, but it's pretty close. Paragraph 150, if people want to look it up, they said, well, you know, it doesn't really matter if we uh, disincentivize private investment because there's $80 billion of Biden bucks from the infrastructure bill and from the stimulus bill. And uh, that, that'll pay for broadband. We don't need private investment. Now we've got the government money. That you had to reference page 150 tells me a lot, Phil, because I looked at this thing and it's it's a monster. It, there's been this push for rural internet, and I I find this interesting because it's very expensive, especially if you're going to run the cables and this and that. Uh, I have three different types of internet. I've obviously my phone that a lot of people have as a hotspot. I've got uh, cable, you know, high speed, and I've also in a rural place that I got. I, I have to have Starlink because I know that it's not feasible to bring a a, a, a wire there. You know, and I had to find an alternative way, and that's through um, Elon Musk's company. Uh, are they? Is a lot of this the rural thing, and they're going to direct money to everybody's got to get an internet? We got to make this equitable all around. Yeah, well, I mean, there's just uh, obscene amounts of money that's going to flow to the states under the various programs that were passed uh, under these Biden spending bills. The biggest of them is called the Seed Program, and uh, every state can get billions and billions of dollars to re- reach uh, unserved areas and. Uh, it's going to be an interesting experiment to see which states can do it in a way that, uh, you know, isn't wasteful and actually does serve the people who are not served versus the states that just, you know, have it disappear down a rat hole of political cronies and overbuilding urban areas to compete with, uh, you know, existing commercial systems and all the other problems I expect to see in the poorly run states. And so there's definitely a huge amount of money going into that. Uh, I'm not sure any of it can be stopped at this point, ill-advised, though I think it is. Uh, but the interesting thing about this uh, proposed 
Title II or public utility regulation order is that the cable companies posted something much more aggressive than I've ever seen from them. And typically, they're pretty democratic companies, the cable companies, because they kind of grew out of local franchising agreements and have been pretty tight with the with the Democrats historically. But they posted something on their trade association website that basically says, look, if you put these regulatory requirements, we might not take the grants. We might not build out in some of these areas because even with the subsidies, the economic challenges are going to be pretty pretty serious as an ongoing operation. The subsidies will help us build out, but the ongoing operational costs are going to have to make sense commercially. And if you're putting regulations on us that are going to raise our costs, we're going to skip some areas. And so the Biden ambition of reaching every rural area could actually be undermined uh, by these regulations. Yeah, and they're looking at probably the maintenance side of this too. Okay, yeah, you're going to help get some of it up, maybe, but then we got to maintain it in in perpetuity. Um, I've seen this time and time again with grants or you know government handouts that that happen. Um, you you name that the the item. Uh, Phil Kirpin's here with us, uh, president of American Commitment, AmericanCommitment.org. Is is this one left? Is the the is it done? Did they vote on it? Is is there anything people can do? Not that I, I don't. I I start to wonder when I tell people to call and write what impact it has because it seems like it's baked into the cake and they've already made the decision regardless. Well, we've got a month for comments, and then we've got another month for reply comments, and uh, we are going to. I I drafted a whole bunch of uh, of uh, model comments for activists today. We haven't posted them on our website yet, but we're going to do that in the next couple of days. So check back okay. on AmericanCommitment.org sometime in the next week. And I do encourage people to write in because the lefty groups are already putting thousands of comments in there, and you know the three Democrats are going to vote for it. But I don't want to let them say, oh, the comments said this was wonderful and nobody's against this. I'd like to deny them that. So I would ask people to weigh in on this. And I think that'll help us also when it gets litigated, which it will. Okay, yeah, that's true. And I wonder if it's also more or another effective route is, like I mentioned earlier, I, I expect we'll have Eli Crane later this week, Biggs, you know, as I get people in and other people get the, their representatives in, you know, can they put pressure? Does that add, you know, more of a kind of a fulcrum to, to try to get some leverage? Yeah, I mean, definitely, if Congress can, it would be wonderful if they put a stop to this and uh, maybe they can stick something on an appropriations bill or something like that. But uh, the Democrats in Congress are apparently, um, you know, almost all in favor of this, which is a little bit crazy because it's a regulatory agency essentially creating their own regulatory scheme that Congress never voted for, which you would think if you were a member of Congress, you'd be against even <laughs> if it's, you know, your own party doing it. But uh, most Democrats in Congress are great with sort of outsourcing their job to the bureaucrats. And so it could be difficult uh, to get somebody like this through, but it sure wouldn't hurt. Yeah. Okay. And so when we put up our form for the comments, we will, we will include a contact Congress element in that as well. Okay. And I encourage everyone to go to AmericanCommitment.org, AmericanCommitment.org. It is interesting though, Phil, that it's so much of the authority of, of our so-called representatives have been relegated to the, to the, to the unelected bureaucrats. And it's just, it's so much of it, especially at the DC level. And I'm seeing it even more in the local and statewide levels now is just on cruise control. And you have so little say because you don't vote for these people. Yeah, that's why our number one long-term priority that I've been working on, I don't know, 15 years at this point, is a bill called the RAINS Act that would require any economically significant regulation to get an affirmative vote of approval in the House and Senate or else it wouldn't be able to take effect. And uh, we've 
we're building support for that. We've got it through the House many, many times. We've never been able to get it through the Senate, but uh, someday we'll have to pass it. The left sticks with their priorities for decades until they accomplish them. So that's one where I think we have to do the same thing. Okay, Phil. Hey, I appreciate it. Keep up the work. That's a big one. And I, again, encourage everyone to go to AmericanCommitment.org. Uh, keep us up to date. We'll talk with you again real soon. You got it. Have a good one. Okay. Thanks a lot. All right. Love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Always, uh, I really do. I always appreciate all of the comments that you send in. And I got Olivia coming up here in just a few minutes. Uh, government insanity when it comes to, and Phil just mentioned it, to the amount of money that's been printed and all the COVID money that's $6 trillion, I've heard $9 trillion. Who the heck really knows? Uh, I don't tell you how to invest. Don't even tell you what to invest in. All I can tell you is what I have done for decades. Uh, Angela and I have liked to own a little bit of physical gold and silver because we look at it as an insurance policy. And, you know, it's been hard to find a, just like all of our sponsors, we really, really dig and spend a lot of time with these companies before they come on this program. Desert Gold Exchange is one of them. I ordered multiple times before they got on and have ordered multiple times since they've been a sponsor on the show here. I like Desert Gold Exchange. I like Justin and his family-run company. They keep their overhead low. They pass those savings on to you, which is great because silver and gold Cost what it costs around the world is spot price. We've had experts talking about that on the program here before. People are in war zones and they try to get a deal on gold and silver. No, it's spot price. Uh, it's those fees and commissions that really add up. They keep their overhead low at Desert Gold Exchange. They pass the savings on to you. Give them a call right now. Put them to the test. 888-852-4343. That's Desert Gold Exchange at 888-852-4343. Desert Gold Exchange, 888-852-4343. More to come. If you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up the Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. You're listening to the Jeff Orbit Show. Another company that Angela and I switched to, and it took us a couple years to finish the process, is Eric Boatner at Allstate Agency. Eric and Lisa Boatner have done a, a wonderful job for my family when it comes to our homeowner's policy, auto policies. Uh, they also have motorcycle policy, R- RV, off-road vehicles, boats, business owners, life insurance. Why don't you give Eric Boatner and his team a call right now, um, have them price out your home, your auto, all of that. They saved us a ton of money, and I really appreciate that. Uh, Eric and, and Lisa have lived in Flagstaff for over 30 years. they got kids here, and um, you know they're really embedded in the community. Call them up. Eric Boatner, Allstate Agency, 928-774-8722. 928-774-8722. That's Eric Boatner, Allstate Agency, at 928 774 Eighty-seven twenty-two. Welcome back, Olivia. Joins me. I know we'll get to at least we'll check YouTube, do a comment or two from there in just a minute. How's your day going? Um, that's fun. Rosie. It's going to get. <laughs> it might rain or snow later this week. That's good because I noticed you said your lips are. Mine are. It's dry. Mine are always chopped. Yeah, no, it's like I can feel but that. But then I just start dryness. grabbing my chopstick like one day and then the world ends. 
See what happens? Uh, what happens the, when you live here. <laughs> so San Francisco's getting ready for the... We talked about this on the show on Friday. Angela and I did. I think you were there, too. Yeah, you were there, too. Didn't we hit on this with President Xi? Mm, Is it yeah, Xi? cleaning it up. Uh, some say Z. I thought it was Xi. President Xi. Z? I've never heard that. I heard somebody say that today. Anyway, uh, the president of communist China... Which I don't know. Did they have an did they have an election and select the president? I doubt was it. This fair? Yeah. Was it? <laughs> yeah. Who chose this president? But anyway, who chooses presidents anywhere? I guess nowadays, uh, he's going to Dem run San Francisco, and San Francisco has been very well known for crime and people on the streets, open rampant drug use, homelessness, crime, some more crime. Things like that. Yeah, I mean, just like what was once, and it's still, I I don't know, I haven't been in a few years. I think it's still a beautiful city. It used to be a fun city to go to and, you know, cool things to see and sights and things and hanging out and getting chocolate and seafood. But now it has to come without worry. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, the regular people that live there, they want to be safe, right? I mean, don't you wish that you could walk through a corridor of, bulletproof glass to protect you from the regular folk that's what so they're erecting all of this these barriers for president xi and others it's like a southeast asia uh, um, conference or whatever right uh so and biden's coming too but it goes to show you you got you got to erect this to keep the people visiting safe but what about people that live there every day I mean, what do they do? Where's their protection? I Where's know. Their, it's just, it's just, it's just like they're. It just sucks what these people nameless, do. faceless. Oh, we don't care yeah. about them. Oh yeah, there's just the little people. They're not. They didn't fly in on a. You know, they're not the president or some bureaucrat or whatever. And I was reading this thing about uh, Chicago this weekend, and there's this whole article. You never know how big these things are, how true or how uh, accurate anything is nowadays, because media just tends to parrot, and I'm going to parrot what I read, I guess, so blame me as well. But I can't fly out to Chicago to fact-check this one. But they're saying a lot of people who came to this country probably illegally, right, they wind up in these big cities, they're in Chicago, and they're like, this place sucks, I'm going back to Venezuela. (laughs) They're going back to Venezuela. So they left a dictatorship. To come to the U.S. and they're like, wow, this is more hopeless than like, Venezuela. Wow, everyone, let's look in on ourselves and see what the problem is here. I Oof. mean, we, we, we don't want the people, but we want the people to want to come here. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, it's like we the people who are fleeing these despotic, horrible, inflationary places are coming to places like Chicago and be like, whoa, this place is really jacked up. I know. <laughs> How messed up is that? So, yeah, anyway, the, the big shots get protected in a place like San Francisco. But I, I, I know we had a guest on that had a friend or something that was there, and within you know a couple hours their car was broken into mm-hmm. like twice. Remember yeah. that? Remember that? Maybe it was one of Bruce's I, buddies I think or it something. was Bruce, yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. And yeah, Bruce told the story, Sidlinger I'm talking about, when he went to Chicago and there's gunshots and he called it in. Oh. And the 911 operator was like, basically, you know, are you getting shot? Because, there's, yeah, there's gunshots all over the place all the time. We're not sending someone out for gunshots. <laughs> but then again, you know, we hear gunshots all around northern Arizona yeah. all the time. But that's different kinds of gunshots. Generally like, speaking, oh, someone's down there at the range. They're practicing shooting, you know, an animal or something or just generally oh, yeah, popping up some rounds of practice. Or whatever. Yeah. Or in their backyard. <laughs> yeah, in their backyard. Yeah. <laughs> we won't talk about that. Um, but yeah, when, when you hear those in the, in the city, it's usually a different kind of gunshot and somebody getting shot at or shot. So 
Anyway, that's life in the big city in America nowadays, I guess. Love your thoughts. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. That's talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Okay, Sportsman's Bar and Grill. Got the uh, hot links going, the links, you know, the the, 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 the the sausage links. Really good stuff with toppings. It seems pretty likely that we could be at Sportsman's in the near future. Very because near- mom left us, <laughs> yeah. so yes. what else are we going to eat? Pray for uh, Angela and, and uh, my and grandma and uh, my my daughter. To, they have to go to L.A. for something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I don't even think you, you can, I don't even know if you can pack like you can around here, right? Mm-hmm. I don't mean pack your clothes. I mean, you know, the good old sidearm. But, yeah, they're heading on over there, so I have to make dinner this week, so we'll head on over to the Sportsman's oh, Bar and Grill be at, making at dinner. some point. Yeah, she left us with dinner. Sportsman's tomorrow. It's Taco Tuesday, starting at lunch into the evening. Take advantage of that. Wing Wednesday, just around the corner. Sliders, Thursday. And there's always something on the $4 menu at Sportsman's Bar and Grill. Check it out. Get some great food. Just north of downtown Flagstaff right there in the Bashes Shopping Center. More to come. Back in a minute. Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up The Jeff Orvitz Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. Listening to the Jeff Orovitz Show. This is the Jeff Orovitz Show. Olivia's here with me. Here's what we got left. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about an award that the Flagstaff Medical Center got because we ripped the whole expansion plan they had a little bit. Um, not not more ripped the city council. So I want to also give kudos and a shout out when that. You know, when, when the really good stuff happens, because they ran such a horrible campaign that I think that's that campaign kind of shined in like a negative light. So if they get some good press, well, let, let's share that as well, because they got some recovery to do after that horribly run campaign they did recently. Uh, plus, I want to get into um, uh, something on I-40 and how bad the roads are. The reason Olivia. you need the hospital. Yeah, the reason why you need the hospital is mainly I-40, right? Uh, but I have to start with my um, experience last night at, well, no, actually, let's do this because the comment will flow into this one because I think the comment leads to my dining experience. Go ahead with a YouTube comment. Remember, you can subscribe. Sorry, I'm changing the order on the fly here because that's what I do. Um you can subscribe to my YouTube channel or my Rumble channel. Uh, just look up Jeff Orvitz or just type in Orvitz, O-R-A-V-I-T-S. And I appreciate everybody who comments within the podcast or the, the video or anything like that. We release a little less video. You know, we pick kind of the best that we can and put it up there. What we think is the best. I don't what know you think actually is the best. <laughs> the best, but <laughs> it's fun to watch the video sometimes. I mean, as well. don't tell them that, or they'll be like, "That's the best." What's the worst? Like, <laughs> okay, I don't. I've ne- like never uh, seen the video in my life, so yeah, don't watch I it. wouldn't know. Yeah, no, I, don't I mean, like watch watching it myself. So. Yeah, it's. Um, I've never watched it either because. I don't know. It's just kind of, let's go upstairs and watch it on the big like screen. Who? It's just like, it's, it's us. We're done and we go and we have dinner and yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. We, we move on. Okay. What do you got? <laughs> um, we have from YouTube. What's it take to get your own wood? We buy ours. Like firewood. Firewood. Yeah. Well, yeah, get, get the lingo right, man. <laughs> it's biomass. 
What's it take to get biomass? We want to be politically correct. Yeah, I mean that's the new the new firewood. Firewood is now called biomass. Um, well, I, I did it yesterday. So coming up from camp, beautiful day, beautiful weekend. It was actually a little warm at times, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, got back up to the high country and stopped off of I seventeen somewhere. Just like pick any of those exits. Wait, well, okay, let's rewind. You got to go get a wood cutting permit, which I think is totally stupid. Because, like, are we short wood or something? Do we I need know. to regulate this? Problem? <laughs> yeah, what, what's the problem here? Unless someone's going into commercially logging, which you probably want to encourage them just to go do that too and just say, please only cut down every third tree because there's so many out there and it's such a fire danger. It's like and, they'd be, oh, that's still plenty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, yeah, just go out there and cut. Just leave every third tree, please, because uh, we've got so much wood and we need these products and it'll create jobs. And plus, all these big trees, especially those which you really can't use for any kind of lumber, uh, but you can use for like, well, wood chips or plywood type products, all those um, juniper trees, you know, that are everywhere, mm. they suck up a ton of water. Yeah. A ton of water. So if you want to help our water situation, stop requiring a stupid permit for me to go get a couple cords of wood. And do it on another thing here, because they're all worried about the environment, right? I got to go buy the wood. Okay, here's what you got to do if you want to go cut wood. You got to go to the National Forest Service location, like in Flagstaff's right there across the mall. And they've always been kind, done a great job for me. But the fact that I got to go in there is just stupid. You know, I can't go online and give you your 20 bucks and just print out a permit or why do I even need to write down anything every time? So you go buy that permit for 20 bucks, right? And you can get like five cords or something of firewood. A cord of wood is four foot by four foot by eight foot. So a normal old school pickup bed no longer exists really because everyone's got the king cabs. Yeah. But that's the size. And the extra trailer and whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got to go pay 20 bucks for that permit. Not bad. And then you go out there and you're, you got to track how much you take, quarter cord, half cord, one cord, whatever. Which, again, it's just stupid that they're even tracking or trying to regulate this stuff at all. So that's what you do. But the problem is, is if you don't have a chainsaw, you got to go buy that. So three or 400 bucks. And if you don't have a pick, pickup truck, you got to go buy that. So 3000 to $80,000. <laughs> so somewhere between $20 and $80,000. And you too can go get firewood too from the National Forest. Um, so if you're just using a little bit, yeah, it's probably go buy some. You know, there's some people that sell them. I don't know where you find yeah. them anymore. They have like a truck on the side of the road kind of thing. You'll see them like in Flagstaff. Mm-hmm. You know, where it's like four sticks. No, they have pretty. No, like- no, no. That's <laughs> like at the, that, the, the corner store. Oh, yeah. And it's like, People that they take one ponderosa log and they split it like eight yeah, times. It's like, and they uh-huh, sell for eight how bucks. Long are you planning on having this fire? Because I hope uh, you aren't like planning to survive by this. Well, <laughs> like if, you're going out into like you're going to like Antarctica and you're like, I'm gonna stay warm. Get I'm my prepared. bundle, my eight dollar bundle. No, look, I mean, if you're coming up, maybe you got a, um, maybe you just light a fire in your fireplace if you still got it, like at Christmas or something. It's like you buy one of those bundles for eight bucks. Well, it's only gonna last about half hour because fireplaces just suck up. Fireplaces actually don't heat anything. They suck up all the heat from the rest of the house and shoot it up the chimney. <laughs> you actually need some kind of insert or something like that. No, but, but yeah, we go and cut it. I mean, and, and you could do that too, but it's it definitely is cost to start up and there's definitely a learning curve so you don't chop your leg off. Plus, of course, time and effort. No, yeah, of your I mean, own. yeah, I mean, I'm, we're pretty quick. We got maybe we we stop we and, have the art down. Yeah, we we load up the back of the truck in an hour, hour and a half usually. I look for smaller diameter stuff. Um, a lot of stuff you don't even have to split. I, I'm like a rummager. I'll take stuff that people just like. Oh, I'm not taking that because it doesn't look all pretty split up. Like I like the stuff that's like I'll take the branches off the fallen down tree because the wood's really good in there. 
and then I don't even have to, you know, two, three inch wide brand. Anyway. So anyway, we get back to Flagstaff and I, I don't know if I'll name the restaurant. It's a good restaurant. It's a chain. It's a national chain. It's one of the few places that sell lobster. Let's play 20 <laughs> questions here, everyone. Which one could it be? Um, and I hadn't, uh, Owen was with me yesterday and um, you guys were off somewhere in Phoenix or something, you and mom. And um, I'm like, he, he loves fish, right? He loves getting crawdads. A little weirdo. <laughs> he loves getting crawdads in the creek and I'm, he's never had lobster. So we stop at the place that has lobster and I hadn't been there in 10 years. And there's this, you know, I like to get the, the big feast. It's just a huge platter of lobster and crab legs. And then you get to choose like a couple different shrimp options. Then they, they, then you get like two sides or whatever. As long as, as long as the sides are just potatoes, you can get like two different kinds of potatoes or else you got to spend three or four or five, five bucks more for the add on. Um, so we, we got it and it um, <clears throat> hadn't been there in 10 years. I swear it's double. Double in 10 years, what the price used to be. I thought I used to get that same meal for like 25 bucks, and it was like over 50 bucks for that for that plate. Oh, and I shared it, right? And, you know, shared the lobster and all that, and it was good. It so was next good. time it'll be, you know, around 1000 yeah. or so. Yeah, by time, well, by time I go back in, yeah, uh, in 10 years. years, it'll be um, $100 mm-hmm. for me to get that particular plate. If, as long as you still get lobster, I guess, that somebody's not complaining that you're taking a little creepy crawlies out. You're not into it. Well, you got the shellfish thing. No, no I'm you not don't. allergic. That you, no, would that's, be your that's, wife and eldest daughter. That, that's right. <laughs> what do I remember, right? I don't know how we can't keep this straight. We, I just, they're the ones that yeah. wish they could have the shellfish and they can't. And I'm the one that I'm like, ooh, no, thank you. I mean, I could, but like, you no like desire. Eat, you want to eat little crawling things on the bottom, little bottom feeders? Little scavengers. I love catching crawdads. You just don't like eating them. I, yeah, I like going and picking them up and throwing them in the bucket, but I don't like boiling them to death and seeing them turn all red and get all sad and then go and crunch and like <laughs> slurp. <laughs> I'll just catch them and turn them in. Yeah, she feels bad because she'll catch the crawdads in the creek. And, and they're and, so cute. And then we're like, oh, we're going to cook it and pff, into the boiling. It is, it is a rather rough I way mean, to go. it's fine. I'm okay with the idea of cooking it. It's just seeing them turn all red. They do look really much. Sad because the problem is it's not like a like a chicken or something where you cut off the head and you take off the feathers and it doesn't even look like it used to. It's just, it's the same <laughs> crawdad. So, yeah, it's, it's like it still has its little like antenna thing and it's, it's just like slightly more red <laughs> and cooked inside and so then that's sad you've never and had to like take off the head or pluck the chicken though and it's it's i could tell you that the crawdad process is easier so it's just oh, drop I it know in it's the easier. Pot. you boil some water and drop it in throw it in it's like the, the chicken is like okay does the whole operation go smoothly or is it a a, a, a problem when you're doing the well i mean i know you guys you know? have skinned several birds some feathered creatures recently <laughs> Yeah. I just, like, I don't want to see guts and feathers and blood all over the, like, kitchen counter. Or yeah, well, we try to do this. it outside. We try, <laughs> we try to do it outside. Anyway, yeah, good meal, um, but it'll probably be, and it just got two two plates, and it was, like, 80 bucks, and that's fine. It, Isabel got the salmon and watched us just <laughs> dipping the thing in the butter. Cool. And I was, like, I was like, oh, it's really awful, Isabel. It's so bad. <laughs> oh, let me get some more. Yeah. Oh, oh, so you, oh. you would hate You're this. You're not missing out. No, but they, they, they actually provided a good meal. It was, it, it was all good. I, I can't wait to go to Maine next year, and we'll get some Maine lobster right along the seaside, you know, right along the beach is, is my goal. Okay, so Flagstaff, met, did I answer the question? 
What's it take to get your own? Yeah, I answer the question. Twenty to eighty thousand bucks. Uh huh. Somewhere in between. It's a lifetime thing. You're going to want to, you know, buy this and be into it for a long time because it takes a while to recoup uh, your money. If you got a pickup truck, though, just go buy a chainsaw and go get the stupid permit from the Forest Service. Flagstaff Medical Center earns a hospital safety grade. It's from the Arizona Daily Sun. They announced that he earned an A hospital safety grade from the Leapfrog Group for fall of 2023. Leapfrog Group assigns letter grades to general acute care hospitals blah 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 30 percent of the total so you know out of 2,834 hospitals uh they got that score so i wanted to point that out because i think they in my opinion that group did a lot of damage to just kind of the name during that dumb campaign because every ad was how bad it is i know it was so stupid not enough supplies but of course you have to see that they were exaggerating uh, yeah, obviously they, they must have been um, because they keep getting just, these awards. Oh, we really want this, so yeah. it can't be that bad. Yeah, so exactly. And I mean, they're going to regroup. It's just terrible on them. Yeah, it was. It was. They're going to regroup and come up with a, another plan, I'm sure, and try to build one somewhere else. Um, but in, in order to <laughs> help help them a little bit and try to recover from, because I, I've never had a bad experience there. I mean, when you go, the fact that you've got to be there is, is a, a bad, big, bad yeah. experience. <laughs> it's, it's nothing but a bad experience because, you know, you're in the worst of conditions. You're usually, for us over the years, it's been you guys doing something stupid. or It has doing, never been me. Yeah. It's been Owen doing something stupid. Or you doing something stupid that caused the injury. That is not true. That was Isabel actually on the whole finger in the door and all that. No, that yeah. was Owen. It was Owen's fault it's that always he got Owen's injured. Fault. Yeah. Well, you, you caused the lollipop injury. In his, He's a boy. No, yeah. I did not. Boy. I, I will say this, boys definitely prepare create, for hospital bills. Yeah, <laughs> create more <laughs> so trips no. to the hospital. And yeah, we, we've always had, yeah, it was always, it's always been fine when we've gotten it. Two, you've been born in that hospital. The third, oh, no, we actually went to Phoenix. It was simply a matter of price. I think that's probably why he's been going to the hospital a few times. He's Not like recently, yeah. it was because he didn't get to be born there, so he really wanted to visit. It, it is, was like once. It is kind of sad, serious, though, because but. like... Isabel and Livy are Flagstaff born kids. Uh-huh. Owen's uh, Phoenix. Owen's born. a Flagstaff kid, but we we, so lame. we rushed him down that night to Phoenix because literally it was half the price to have him down there. And we were we started doing appointments like a month or two before. I mean, we're talking half the price. We're talking many, 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 many thousands of dollars. It would have been cheaper for us to rent a place down there. And just stay down there, and we would have still saved money. So, you know, people are doing that. You know, it's just that's, but that's that's competition. There's a lot of medical places down there, and all that. All right, love your thoughts. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. That's talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Get those comments in. Uh, Let's see here. Nova Home Loans talking about real estate last hour with Angela. The um, YouTube video of that is actually up. You should check that out because about 20 minutes in, we really get into real estate and how there is hope out there for first time buyers. And we went over different markets throughout Northern Arizona, some tips, or at least I wouldn't even want to say tips because if it goes South for you, I don't want you blaming me. A nice conversation between me and Angela about what we would do if we were trying to buy a home out there. Well, one thing is to deal with a great lender and that's Kim Dawson at Nova Home Loans. I've used her um, for, for lending in the past. Uh, last year, we did an investment property, but she also has first-time homebuyer programs. If you're doing a refinance, if you're paying 30% on your credit card and you've got equity in your home, whew, I'll talk to your financial advisor, but basic back-of-the-napkin math says 7% interest rates uh, is much better than 30%, don't you think? 
I mean, I, I, I would think, so. think so. I mean, I think so. Don't talk to the feds on that because they don't know. They may disagree. They like higher interest rates and deficits and all that. Anyway, when you call Kim Dawson at Nova Home Loans, mention the Jeff Orvich Show, get $250 off the lender's fee at closing. Uh, Kim Dawson and Nova Home Loans do a great job. Nova Home Loans is Arizona's largest privately owned mortgage lender, so they make local decisions like a, like a bank, but because they're also a broker, Kim Dawson has access to all the best programs. Give her a try. I think you're going to be happy. I was very happy with Kim Dawson when, like I said, my family used her. Uh, here's the number. 928-310-6458. That's Kim Dawson at Nova Home Loans at 928-310-6458 or go to novahomeloans.com slash Kim Dawson. Kim Dawson, NMLS 697-411. Nova Home Loans, NMLS 3087-BK, number 090242, Equal Housing Opportunity, subject to credit approval. Terms and conditions may apply. Back in a minute. listening to the podcast please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there if you're not listening to the podcast subscribe look up the jeff forward show also on video rumble follow us there and on youtube subscribe we appreciate everyone who's done that this is the jeff orovitz show Mixed in a little bit of hope in today's show, but to end on a hopeless note, I'm losing hope when it comes to our um, highways from KRQE in Albuquerque. Miles of crumbling roads, dangerously short on-ramps, and high rates of crashes. A new study suggests these problems and more along I-40 between Arizona and Albuquerque, and there's no easy fix. Between Arizona and Albuquerque, just try Arizona. Yeah. Well, I, I think General, it was, every place. It was good to highlight though that it's like every section of these roads is. Oh falling yeah, it's apart. not one yeah. a single hot pothole. Try like thirty-five. I haven't driven the route from like Flagstaff to say Kingman, Needles, etc. in a while, but uh, as we speak, she may still be listening, or she may be streaming it. Uh, my wife Angela's driving that route right now. Um, Hopefully they avoid the pot. I, I've heard it's it's rough. I don't know if they've done the improvements. You know, they finally got I seventeen paved in one side, but the next side's going to be a disaster. For like a section, yeah. <laughs> except you missed that half mile stretch right by Kachina, just south right, of Flagstaff. What is? Go like what, how do you? How do they let that go? Where they forget to pave a half mile stretch of the twenty five miles or whatever I don't they did? Understand the way they were doing it, where they're just doing these tiny little sections. I, it was I, like I, just I save the road. The bottom line is, it's, it's not just here. It's obviously throughout the whole mm-hmm. system. Get our act together in Congress, and we're going to hit on this more this week. I know we got Eli Crane. We'll try to get Congressman Biggs. Get the get a budget, not a continuing resolution. What you, are our roads saying about us? They're screaming. They're saying. Fix me. Help me. All right. Don't do this. You all have a good night. Be back here tomorrow. Do it again. Take care. See you soon.